Blue 42! Blue 42! Hut! Hut! Hike! This is the Game Managers Podcast. The Internet's one and only sports podcast. Breaking down college football's biggest games, latest news, and greatest moments. Are you ready? Because it starts right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Game Managers Podcast. I am Nick Norris, and with me, as always, is my great friend and Auburn fan, Justin Knight. Mm, yeah, how's it going? Uh, Justin, I can't tell you how great it's going because I'm in my favorite spot of the continental United States, Gatlinburg, wow, Tennessee. That's, that's a big statement, yeah. I love Gatlinburg. I, uh, I, one day I'm going to move here, I promise. I'm going to live in a one-room cabin. And uh, it's just going to be me and you on some bunk beds, Justin, just uh, talking mm. sports every day. This, of mm. course, is after uh, your current career and marriage has fallen apart. That did well. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Very, what? That's not fair. Slim Jordan, chance that happened. Yeah. Jordan is more to, than welcome to uh, to be on the bunk bed with us. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll just share a bunk bed together. We'll have three we can, people on a bunk bed. We can have a triple bunk bed. It'll be a, t- a very tall one room cabin. Uh, you know, that's a cool idea, a triple bunk bed. I don't know why nobody's thought of that before. <laughs> this is the podcast where you will hear all your Alabama, Auburn, football, basketball, college football playoff news. Justin, if uh, if you mm. don't know by now, you should. This is like your thousandth episode. But uh, Yeah, you should be listening else. by now. Mm. Well, let's start out, Justin, with some basketball News before we get into the college football playoffs um, and the preview for the national championship game uh, for football. But in basketball, Auburn has opened up um, SEC play against LSU with an easy win, 70-55, to and are looking forward to playing South Carolina on January 4th. What, uh, what surprised you, if anything, out of this Auburn team on uh, December 29th? Um... I mean, I don't know if I really was surprised by anything. I thought, not surprised by the defense. They were incredible, um, giving up 55 points. Um, I mean, I thought we were a little sloppy at sometimes, which is understandable when you're coming in to a big game like that too, especially with LSU's been playing pretty well. Um, but other than that, I, I thought offensive-wise, I mean, it was kind of slow to start off because um, I, I, we had a good – we were up 18 to one to start, and then it kind of slowed down a little bit because we started throwing up quick shots, um, and they were able to get back. and They weren't throwing up threes like they were to start off the game, and they were getting some easy twos and getting to the free throw line. But um, even after that run, LSU started to make. You know, we kind of kept ourselves steady, and LSU. I mean, I think the closest they got was maybe the six points at one point, and then of course we ended up winning by 15. So um, I thought it was a good, it was a fantastic start. Um, Kessler had the second triple double all time for Auburn. Um, he finished 16 points, 10 rebounds, 11 blocks. I mean, the dude, he's fantastic rim protector. Um, I think he's he's definitely top five in blocks per game and then blocks on the season. Um, been an absolute great pickup out of North Carolina. I know North Carolina's piss peeing all over themselves right now after throwing him away. Um, um, yeah. So uh, uh, he has um, been he has been a, a huge pickup for Auburn out of North Carolina. Um, of course, many uh, news outlets predicted he would be 
the most likely transfer to make the biggest impact at his new school. Uh, and he's up there with him so far. I mean, that, yeah, he, like you said, 11 blocks. He's seven foot one. That's nothing to, uh, <laughs> to, no. to take lightly. Yeah, so, um, and really, his, just especially after that game soon, if he keep, of course, if he plays like this, you know, the rest of the season, I expect him to play like this the rest of uh, basketball season. I mean, he's going to put himself to be a top, you know, first round pick. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so, and Jabari Smith, he kind of had a slow start, but he played well. He had 16 points as well. Um, Flanagan, this was kind of his, this was his first game starting. Um, I thought he did, I thought he did fine. He's actually shot the ball pretty well. I mean, at times, the only thing with him, he, he's, he's sloppy with the basketball. He's not a great, um, he's not great with the ball. Um, but I thought he shot really well. And then Katie Johnson, I thought he was great. And then, um, I mean, Wendell Green, to have him come, he'll be up there for six man of the year if they, I think they get that in conference and, around the country, but, I mean, he had 15 off the bench, so, you know, I really like where the team's at right now, especially with that start, so, of course, South Carolina, they've had a pretty good start to the season, that'll be on the road for us, so, that'll be another big one. Yeah, I don't know how you couldn't like this start for Auburn, they have, they have so much talent on this team, especially, like you said, Jamari Smith, I mean, he legitimately might could be the number one overall pick in the 2022 NBA draft, yeah, yeah. so, I... Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there's a ridiculous uh, amount of talent on this Auburn Tigers team. They are yeah, going Jabari to uh, Smith. be just okay. <laughs> yeah, and um, Jabari Smith, um, he's six ten too. He's got he's got a pure jump shot. It's really really great to see him how well he shoots the ball. Um, so yeah, he'll he'll be a top five pick for sure if he keeps playing like this. Well, after the game, Auburn remains number eight in the updated uh, CBS Top Twenty Five. Um, and uh, for and Ken Palm is now projecting uh, the Tigers to win the SEC regular season title by multiple games. Which really, hmm. you know, that's that's take that with a grain of salt. It's not like that's yeah. official, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a good that's that's what you want to hear, right? If you're an Auburn fan, yeah. so uh, good on them. Great start. Uh, likewise, Alabama got off to a, a great start in SEC play in. Um, against Tennessee, um, the 19th-ranked Alabama team um, in defense of their SEC championship uh, beats number 14 Tennessee, uh, made quite a comeback at the end to beat the Vols uh, 73-68, and they are now 10-3. and um, Two of those losses come to undefeated teams the last three weeks, but uh, a great bounce back this week to go 1-0 in the SEC. Yeah, it looked like... Um... They played a pretty good game. It looked like they're better on the defensive side. Um, yeah, I think it was it was just fine. I mean, because there's chances Tennessee could have had to secure the game, or they didn't play well down the down the stretch. Um, yeah, and Tennessee were missing two of their best players in right. that game Kennedy as well. Right, Kennedy Chandler, so. John Fulkerson. Yeah, yeah both tested um, positive for COVID. Yeah, those yeah. guys are in the game. Uh, maybe it's a little maybe, maybe it's different. different. Yeah, I don't know, but. Yeah. Um, it's still a good start. Yeah, I'd say um, Alabama played well. Um, I think they have another tough one coming up. I think they're at Florida in their next game. Yeah, they got to play at Florida on Wednesday, so that'll be another tough one as well to start the season. But, yeah, it just definitely um, builds confidence, too, after losing two straight. So they'll be looking to get another good win against Florida. All right, so um, 
And that game, like you said, is coming up Wednesday. Um, and that's not going to be an easy an easy uh, game at all. They're having to travel to Gainesville uh, for that second SEC matchup. Uh you know, it, it's this was a great win. I don't want to take anything away from that, but with missing two of their best players, you kind of wonder how that could have turned out had that been, you know, the other case. But uh, either way, it's a win, and Alabama's yep. moving on to their next game. Um, so uh, we'll see how they do in Gainesville against Florida. Yep. Uh, very quickly, we need to talk a little bit um, about the Birmingham Bowl, Justin. Uh, that wrapped up since the last episode. Um, we're not going to spend a ton of time on it because there's not, at this point, it's old news, I'd say. Is yep. that fair? Um, yeah, it's but, very old. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Al- and it's not, it's not even, it's like four days. <laughs> but it feels old, yeah, isn't it? It feels forever ago. <laughs> yeah. um, let's talk a little bit about it, though. Houston ends up beating Auburn in the Birmingham Bowl 17-13. to um, of course, Auburn was without six starters. Uh, again, I mean, everybody's hurt it to death at this point. But where does where does Auburn have to go from here? Um, quarterback, uh, yeah. quarterback, <laughs> uh, quarterback, and O line, O line, O line. Um, yeah, I was I not surprised. Um, like I said, it was one of those games I thought could go either way. Um, because, you know, Houston's a good team, and, yeah, Auburn had a lot of guys sitting out. But defense, even with all those guys sitting out, I thought the defense played very well. Um, but you can only do so much when your offense can only muster up one touchdown. So, yeah. I mean, you know, you're not going to get anywhere with T.J. Finley, and not with that O-line either. I thought, but I will say, I thought Tank played very well. He looks like he's going to be uh, going in for another good season next year. He, oh, he played very really well. He's, he's, um, he's fantastic. Yep, I think with Hunter right behind him as well at running back, I think he could have a good season as well. That one-two punch right there, I think that could be very good. Um, and, you know, I didn't really care. I mean, it is what it is. Um, it sucks because I hate losing a game like that, especially, you know, to a team you, you know you can beat, but, you know, um, it's hard to motivate yourself too when you're in the Birmingham Bowl. Um, and especially you're missing a lot of those guys. So, just on to next season. Um, I'm talking about O line. We got a four star O line for the I think it's 2023 class. So already in the right direction there. Um, so keep that up. Focus really hard on that. Um, we've got two of our best guys on the line coming back on the edge, Derek Hall and Colby Wooden. They're be, they're going to be back next season. So. Um, I think defense next year is going to be very good. We just we got to fix stuff on the offensive side of the ball, which has been yeah, a problem for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I think, um, you know, and, of course, Auburn's going through, what, their fourth offensive coordinator in four years now. Um, yeah, something like that. But, you, I mean, I think most people agreed. Mike Bobo probably wasn't the greatest fit for that job. No, we already knew that when he was hired that that was a bad hire. So yeah, so I mean that I mean I guess that's the first step you got to take. So uh, moving on from Mike Bobo um, to and I'm I'm sorry I blank on his name, but the former uh, Seahawks quarterback coach uh, now taking over as the offensive coordinator for Auburn. 
you have to imagine that that Harson is kind of giving him some sort of narrative to follow, but also is he? Because in this game, his play calling was lackluster to say the least. I mean, D. Davis never saw the field. Um, yeah, that that was just never got rolling. I, yeah, um, I don't. It's a meaningless bowl game. You're six sure. and six. You're trying not to be. You're not trying not to have a losing season. Yep. Um, what does it hurt to get a freshman quarterback some experience against a, a ranked team in Houston who right. competed for the their conference championship? Um, why not put him in, let him see some action, and give him a chance? Especially when he's going to be competing for that job with Holden Griner, or possibly uh, there's rumors going around that the guy that's transferring from UCF could be going to Auburn Gabriel, the left-handed quarterback. For there's was, possibly, yeah. yeah, there's possibility he might be going to Auburn. So I don't know why you don't throw him in, especially when Finley's not doing anything. He's inaccurate with the ball. Um, that that was I didn't really get that. Um, especially when he had been practicing with first strings. He was getting some reps during the week, was was he not? He was. Um, he, he, yeah, he got reps throughout the week. Uh, obviously not as many as Finley, but he was getting uh, reps throughout the week. And, he, yeah, I mean, uh, Brian Harson. he doesn't seem like a comfortable play caller. I think he's aware of that. I don't think he wanted to do that this game. I think he didn't have no. much of a choice. Um because obviously there was a lot of issues with his play calling, specifically uh, when it's third and second and you pass the ball twice instead of giving it to Tank Bigsby, who yeah. averaged six <laughs> six yards per game. That's insane. That's insanity. So uh, that's obviously not a strong suit of his. That's fine. It doesn't have to be. Most coaches, they're not going to be perfect on both sides of the ball. you got to okay. find somebody to fill that gap for you, though. Uh, hopefully Auburn has found it in, uh, in the new offensive yeah. coordinator. That's I mean you, you can't make the same mistakes that Gus did when because he focused on too much on play calling and he wasn't a head coach. You got to be a head coach. You got to be the yeah. guy that's managing the team, managing the defensive coordinator, offense coordinator. Make sure they're on the right ta- the, the right track. They have the same mindset as you do. Make sure same one's got the same game plan. I, you can't be worrying about trying to make play calls for the offense or the defense. You got to get good guys in that can do that for you. So. I hope with this he kind of gives it over to the OC. You got control of the offense. You do it, because um, that's how it should be. You're the head coach. You gotta you gotta control everybody else, the players, all the other coaches, assistants. Focus on that. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, but last thing before we close out talk on the Birmingham ball, I do want to say, uh, Smoke Monday. Uh, what a way to go out. He had he had a great game. He nearly took the handoff yeah. from Houston early in the first quarter. Uh, yeah. He had a, another huge hurt, uh, third down stop, hard hit on that same drive. Uh, I think his draft stock probably shot up after this game. I think it was the right call for him to play it, not sit it out. Um, that being said, it it was kind of heartbreaking to see his career end on that on essentially two targeting calls, one overturned. Yeah. Uh, and then the, that was the softest targeting call of all time, that first one. And then the second one, uh, for him to be ejected, uh, it was, you know, it, it hurt to think that's the, the last we'll see of Smoke Monday in an Auburn jersey, but it's definitely not the last we'll see of Smoke Monday playing football. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised that's what happened because he's, he's always been a headhunter. He goes in like that all the time. 
Um, yeah, you know, uh, he'll probably get drafted. The dude can't cover anybody. He's awful in coverage. Oh my it's, gosh! Yeah, it's going to come down. A, a lot of his draft stocks going to come down to how he performs in. Oh, uh, and he's camp. he's so yeah. he's so slow. I mean, oh my gosh. It's hard to watch him back in coverage sometimes, but he'll come up and hit you. So maybe they'll put some meat on him and move him up the linebacker or something. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he doesn't need to be back there in coverage because he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, he he had a good career at Auburn. He was always wanting to go up and hit somebody, which is always good because, you know, in the past we had defensive backs that couldn't tackle anybody. So, um, yeah, you hate to see that happen, too. They they got to change that dumb rule. It sucks. Yeah. I mean, it, it should just be 15 yards, move on with the game. Because in the NFL, I don't know, I don't even see them hardly ever call it in the NFL. Um, but if you get in in an NFL, it's just 15 yards, you're still playing. Simple as that. Or sit out the next play. Something like that. I don't know. But you shouldn't be missing a, a game for it. It's dumb. Stupid. Right. Right. I agree. They That rule, the punishment for that rule has to change at some point. Yeah. Uh, but Justin, before we get into the playoff games of this week, we do need to get into Twitter news, if you don't mind. Playoffs? Let's talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. It really doesn't matter what you think. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. Okay, uh, we've got a good amount of Twitter news today. I'll try to keep it breezy and short, but we're going to start out with a tweet from at NCAA uh, Portal, the Transfer Portal account. It's a parody account. Uh, congrats to Houston for beating an Auburn team that sacked the Heisman winner seven times. <laughs> that has been something that's popped up a lot lately. Uh, whenever Auburn fans have been defending uh, their team, saying, well, we sacked them seven times. Yeah, but... He didn't win the game. Still lost. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Doesn't mean anything. That's right. That's right. If we, if uh, we won, yeah, I'd be saying it over and over again. Oh yeah, it'd be honky if you if you sacked uh, Bryce or whatever. But uh, here we go. This is from at Reddit College at Reddit College Football. Texas Tech is beating down beating down Mike Leach like he's in court for a buyout settlement, which he mm. is against Texas Tech. <laughs> That's yeah, fun. Texas, Texas Tech took that personal. I oh, mean, they killed them. Oh man, yeah. That what an ugly game uh, for yeah. the for Mississippi State. Uh, Mike Leach. This also comes from Reddit College Football. Mike Leach is going to lock the whole team in an electrical shed after this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, rough game. Uh, here's one. A very nice tweet from at the cousin Sal. Um, Jod Madden is the reason every 13-year-old boy is better at time management than Mike McCarthy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, of course, we lost the great John Madden this week. Uh, kind of heartbreaking, but uh, an absolute legend in football history. Uh, Hall of Fame Raiders coach, nationally known broadcaster, namesake of NFL Madden video games. Obviously, uh, everyone knows who John Madden is, and uh, it sucked to kind of lose him this week. Uh, unexpectedly yeah it was was a sad loss he's one of the greatest coaches of all time and then you have with the video games I mean when you think about that growing up that's that's what you played you played Madden especially when it was really good when it was in 
you know the early 2000s yeah and, um, and more so now without ncaa games uh for the time being i mean that's a lot of kids have grown up that's their only exposure to football games so yeah that's uh, true yeah that i mean that that sucks i i look forward to kind of seeing all of the uh uh different ways that people are going to honor him over the next upcoming season and through, yeah. through the nfl playoffs as well uh this comes from at a roger this is roger sherman the quote bowl sponsor dumps item on winning head coach uh trend is all fun games until the lockheed martin arm force bowl gets involved on the action hmm. <laughs> uh, of course we had the mail bowl this week uh, a large gallon of mayonnaise was dumped on the winner's uh, head, South Carolina's coach, uh, Shane Beamer, took a lot of mayonnaise. That was uh, kind of yeah. gross, not going to lie. Disgusting, yeah. <laughs> and he got smacked in the head, too. Yeah, yeah, pretty hard. Pretty hard in the back of the head. Uh, this comes from at Reddit College Football. For the first time in history, a team from Michigan has scored points in the college football playoff. Hey. Um, yeah, this, uh, this is a dig at Michigan State, who put up zip against Alabama a few years ago. Mm. Um. And uh, last week here we have from at Tom Fernelli watches two semifinal blowouts. You know what would fix this? Adding even more teams that aren't good enough to win a national title to the playoff. Mm. Mm. What do you think about that, Justin, really quickly? Do you think there should be an expansion, or does this kind of sour that for you in the short term? Yeah, um, honestly, there shouldn't be. Um, I, I keep seeing people that like, um, you know, with this blowout games, this is why we should have 12 teams, and I'm thinking – how does that make it any different? I mean, yeah. you're just delaying the fact of when these teams may beat somebody that's more competitive with them, like the lower seeds. They're playing a team that's more closer than them, and then they actually they win that game, and then they got to play one of the better teams in football. And you're just getting back to the same crap. You just then you can just go back and say, oh well, we won a playoff game this year. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you had 12 teams. You got to win your first round matchup, and then you got <laughs> killed by the next team. So. Yeah. Um, no, it's, I, I hate it. Maybe the only way I would be fine with it is six teams. Um, but more than that, you're just, it, uh-uh, it's no fun at that point. You're just really adding so much more. The regular season gets shortened, which I'd rather have more regular season and there's just two playoff games. You just need two or three. Yeah. Two or three. I'd, That's all you need. I'll be fine if they go to six, whatever. Uh, I don't think there's ever usually more than three ever really in contention. That fourth one's always yeah. kind of iffy. Or yeah. um, it's somebody like Alabama in the fourth spot who goes on to win it all, and the third one's iffy. So, you know, whatever. Uh, if they want to yeah. do that, fine. I don't care really that much. Uh, I don't want anything more than six. I really don't want anything more than four. But if they go to yeah. six, I'll live with it. More than 12, the only benefit I see of that is possible teams hosting playoff games, which I think would be really cool. I think if there was a yeah. playoff game hosted at Grant Denny or Jordan Hare, that'd be that'd be awesome. But uh, yeah. let's be honest, these big uh, bowls aren't going to let that happen. They'll, it'll just be no, the Orange Bowl. No. That's the semi, yeah. you know, or whatever. So it'll just – that's they're not going to let that happen anyway. So Yeah, I don't understand either what's the – you're at four and you're thinking about expanding – the logical thing is, let me just expand it a little bit. Let me see what this next kind of jump is. Go to six teams. Let's see how that works. They want to go from four all the way to 12, which is a huge jump and changes everything from the regular season, possibly even conference championships and how that's worked in, and other bowl games. So I just I don't get it. 
Um, I don't think they passed that though, so they didn't. So I don't know when they're going to do expansion because they didn't talk about. I think they were supposed to hit a deadline. They never got to that deadline, right? Yeah, it seems um, like it's been postponed a few more years. So probably yeah. nothing that would happen till the late twenty twenties, if if then. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it needs to stay either at four or go to six, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, I agree, one hundred percent. I don't think it even needs to go up. If they do, whatever. But uh, yeah. I don't think it's going to change much of what's happening. I mean, we can't even no. get a good semifinal game. So no, which sucks. <laughs> I mean, I'm well. What should have happened is you should have had Alabama and Georgia just go ahead and play each other. Like well, let's talk saying, about that. Let's talk about that very yeah. quickly. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I, I, okay. So if you're ranking the top teams, you know, morally, sure. Uh, you know, I don't think they got it wrong. I think one, two, three, put uh, Alabama one, Georgia three, whatever. That's fine with me. Morally, if you're doing it out of the goodness of your heart and you're saying, here are the four best teams. But let's think business-wise, if you're wanting to keep from having possibly the lowest-watched national championship in hmm. college football history, yeah. maybe put them in the first round. I know they kind of maybe – and I hate to be cynical, but, I, you know, it is a business – so maybe they looked at that and thought, well, maybe Michigan will knock off Georgia and then we'll have an Alabama-Michigan game. That'll bring in a lot of viewers. Alabama-Georgia, is that bringing anyone? I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think it is outside of Alabama or Alabama-Georgia and I guess no. diehard yeah. SEC fans. Is the casual fan watching another Alabama-Georgia national championship? I don't know. I'm genuinely asking. Um, I honestly don't think so because from what I'm reading and from people commenting on you know, seeing this, they're like, I'm I'm not watching. I'm tired of seeing this. It's we could have avoided this by having Alabama and Georgia go ahead and play each other in the first round, which I mean it should that's what it should have been. You should have had Alabama at one. Georgia lost their conference championship. Yeah. Alabama, Michigan, Cincinnati won theirs. So obviously you got to put Georgia number four, right? No, we got to put them at number three. <laughs> um, I I guess so. That, uh... We can have. A rematch in the championship. Yeah, I guess the committee doesn't value those cha- those conference championships as much any as well, much. Well, then they as... just need to get rid of them. Get rid of them. What's the point? Yeah, make that part of the playoffs. Maybe I don't know. It's it's uh, there's not. I like that it's vague enough that you can have some tweaking with it, but I think there needs to be some more hard hard and fast rules in this playoff system because I think it's yeah. almost too vague. Personally, yeah. maybe I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people disagree with me. That's fine. I, I, but I, uh, I think it's a little too vague. Is that, is that yeah, fair? Yeah, I mean, I think Michigan and Cincinnati would have been a pretty good game as well. Um, yeah. So, it just, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I knew they wouldn't want to do a rematch in the first round. I already, I knew this was how it was going to happen. Um, but, like it. I, I know you don't want to see the same game again that just happened in a conference championship, but that's just how it worked out. Yeah. I just and go I ahead guess, and get it, get it out of the way. I guess they did avoid a blowout in the – I mean, maybe. Avoid a blowout in the national championship, probably. Maybe not. I mean, they, Georgia got blown out in the SEC championship. It may be a repeat of the same thing. But, yeah. I mean, Alabama's thumping Michigan with that – with that DB core they have. I mean, if Stetson Bennett can put up those numbers, uh, surely Bryce Young can. So. But, now, I'll say this. Um, you know, with if Michigan-Cincinnati would have played each other, yeah, you would obviously, obviously have seen more viewers with a Michigan 
Alabama or Michigan, Georgia National Championship, and a lot more, especially if Cincinnati somehow won that game and made it to the National Championship, because that would have been huge. People yeah. would have been losing their minds seeing a <laughs> uh, group of five team make it to a National Championship. So, um, yeah, I know you. that's not what the thought process is when you come into rankings, but still, it would have worked out that way just because Georgia was number one and they got handled in their conference championship. Drop them down the four. Uh, I mean, they're still in it. Just have a rematch. But, you know, whatever. Well, now we're back to where we are again. They'll <laughs> see what happens, you know, when they get less than 10 million people watching this game. So, um, whatever. You know, it's, well, it's their let's, fault. Well, let's talk about the Cotton Bowl in a little more detail here before we move on to the national championship. Uh, how about B-Rob, <laughs> Brian Robinson Jr., hmm. 26 carries, 204 yards. Uh, he didn't have a touchdown on the ground, but he might as well have. I mean, he got them to the yeah. end, to the red zone <laughs> just about every drive. I mean, 10 straight rushes from scrimmage. That's nothing to uh, to laugh at. Cincinnati did not have an answer for them. Say what you want about nope. them being a group of five team, not a good match for Alabama, what have you. Uh, but Robinson came to play and played his butt off. <laughs> so. Yep. Um, yeah, like we had gone over, Cincinnati's uh, D-line was going to be the you know, the spot where, okay, what can they do? You're playing some – I know Alabama's O-line has struggled, but at least in the run game, you know, they've been somewhat solid. They've been okay. I mean, it's a completely different animal coming from the teams you're facing than facing an SEC caliber team. Um, and they, <laughs> they got whipped. wasn't even close off the line. Um, run blocking-wise, now I will say – with some of the blitzes and stunts they had, mm. I thought they did a good job. Coverage-wise, best team to play Alabama so far. I know they ran the ball a lot, but Young only threw for 180 yards. They had good pressure. He looked uncomfortable at some points. But got a pick. Who cares because you couldn't stop the run. So it's not just if you can do it in one area, you got to be able to do it in the other area too. So Yeah, and that, um, was, that was no secret. Cincinnati's uh, defensive backs are, are quality. They're, they're very, very good good a, a well match for Alabama um like you said Bryce Young he wasn't putting up Heisman number 17 for 28 it's pretty good 181 yards three touchdown and interceptions great but looking at that game it didn't even look like he was putting up those numbers I mean he looked like you said very uncomfortable um they were yeah. getting back to him that's something that I'm sure Georgia's looking at and going maybe we can do why a didn't more we do this. that yeah why didn't we do that the conference championship yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I expect to see a lot more blitz packages out of the Bulldogs when we get to that game on January 11th, but uh, not jumping ahead just yet. Um, Cincinnati's offense. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Uh, oh, well, my god. They gosh. struggled, didn't they? Hey, let me, let me ask you this. So you're at first group of five, make it to the playoff. Mm. You're playing a team like Alabama. Um, you don't really have much of a chance to begin with, just – athletic and ability-wise, straight up, head-to-head. So my offensive game plan is let me throw some five-yard outs, slants, some little screens. Um, Let me – I don't want to throw it down the field and try to challenge Alabama's young secondary that has struggled at points during the season. No, 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 no. I don't want to do that. I want to throw these little short passes that I can't even get over the D-line because they're batting down every pass. Yeah. Um, Uh, Makes zero sense. Three passes batted down in like the first quarter or something like that. Yeah, I mean he uh, had, he had one batted down on the first drive that the wide receiver was wide open on a slant route, but it gets batted down at line. 
Um, I mean, the the quarterback's like six four. I don't know why he's getting all these oh, passes batted down. Yeah. Um, and, and on top of that, he's he's very talented. He's a he's a very good quarterback. Uh, he just wasn't used very properly. I mean, like you said, seventeen for thirty two, hundred and forty four yards. He didn't have any picks. Uh, he's lucky because he as many passes as he had batted down. It's a ma- amazing uh, linebacker or a defensive lineman didn't come come up with one. But uh, it was a a <laughs> an odd strategy to say the least. Obviously, one that didn't work out very well. Um, nope. But he was not very well utilized, and I think he is a, a good quarterback. Like, um, and that's kind of what uh, the announcers were trying to explain while we we're watching this guy struggle out there. Is you know, this guy's had is had a good year. He's had a very good year. He's been talented. He's has shown that he's got it. He's he's probably gonna you know make an NFL team, uh, yeah. but he. I just don't think he was well utilized. I don't think it was necessarily all his fault either. I think a lot of it was the game plan and and the routes he was kind of given on the field. Yeah, um, it, I just I, I I don't get it when you get into a spot like that when and you got to know as a team. I know you should always go in like, hey, we have a chance to win it, but you know in the back of your mind you're thinking, man, you know. I don't know if we have much chance, especially if you're a coach. If you're pl- most of the players probably aren't thinking that. But as a coach, some of the coaches got to be thinking, look, lining up head-to-head with these guys probably don't have much to chance. Mm-hmm. Um, let's try to throw some – let's try to throw the ball down the field. Let's throw some crazy plays out there. Yeah. Let's – I mean, what do we have to lose? I mean, we made it to this point. Let's go out – let's go out balling. Let's go out throwing everything out there do what we can to try to win the game. But they played so safe. Like, you would think they had to lead the majority of the game the way they were playing. <laughs> yeah, you're so. not wrong. It's one of those things where you're right. You're, you, you as a coach, you would recognize in this scenario, we are we are outmanned. They, they are Alabama. They are the best of the best. They've been here a million times. Uh, you would think, okay, well, let's get creative. You know, you'd think, okay, well, Obviously, we are at a disadvantage. Let's get creative. Let's come up with some stuff that would work, uh, that might get them on their toes, that might make them a little uneasy. Nothing. I mean, it was it was like you said, the safest game plan you've ever seen. It looked like a little bit like Georgia in the SEC championship. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> mm. Well, let's pivot to Georgia. Uh, let's talk about the Orange Bowl between the Bulldogs and the Wolverines, Georgia. Coming away big, thirty-four to eleven. Uh, it's what I mean. There's not much to say, is there? This was an absolute <laughs> beatdown. Uh, um, yeah, and, and I mean, I honestly thought Michigan had a chance just because watching them, you're thinking, oh man, they beat Ohio State. They have a good showing in the Big Ten championship. Okay, here we go. They got momentum. This is it. They can do something. And then, sure enough, old Harbaugh getting to his first <laughs> playoff. Finally, gets Michigan in the playoff, and mm. then. Everything hits the pooper. I mean, it was awful. That offense was just as pathetic as at least they scored, unlike Cincinnati. But man, their quarterback is hot trash. Uh, yeah. Um, the only reason they made it through seasons, they were able to run the ball. They couldn't get anything going running the ball in that game. Um, but really, what I don't understand either, um, why their other quarterback that they they'll swap every now and then. He doesn't get in as much as the starter, McAmey, or whatever his name is. But the backup, number nine, man, he was making some good throws. He was 
throwing some darts on some yeah. of his passes. So yeah, he um, likes it. McNamara, he's eleven for nineteen, one hundred and six yards. He did have two picks, um, but they had to start throwing some stuff out there, see what would happen. You can't blame that. <laughs> he had to start taking some risks. Uh, yeah, yeah Mc- um, McCarthy seven for seventeen, one hundred thirty-one yards and a touchdown. And 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 they were beat from the first quarter. I mean, the, also yeah. Yeah, they looked they looked defeated. Jim Harbaugh is is typically somewhat of a fiery guy. After the game, he's just like, you know, we had a good season, <laughs> we had a good run. Yeah, it, it was a pathetic response. Yeah, yeah, you're finally in the playoff, and some people are saying you have a chance to win this game as well. And yeah, they come in so flat footed, and you look unmotivated, like you care less to be there. It, it baffles me sometimes how teams can do that, especially when you're on such a high after having such a big season and finally beating Ohio State. I know that was huge. Now, I can go back and say that was their national championship. That's all they cared about, and then everything else was, eh, you know, we beat Ohio State, which yeah. is a terrible mindset to have because <laughs> yeah. look what happened. You get killed by Georgia, who Georgia's offense, by the way, had been – they struggled against Alabama. They hadn't been great by any means – and then you have a defense that's supposedly stout. You had the Heisman runner-up who did nothing. Zero sacks. I'm pre- zero sacks. Um, who was handled all game. So, I don't get it. I mean, this is the biggest game Michigan... The biggest game probably Michigan's had in... I don't even know last time they had a game this big. <laughs> not, um, not in the 2010s. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So... How can you come into a game so lackluster and just, eh, you know, we had a good season. Uh, yeah. We were we were outplayed. You you were outcoached. I mean, what else do you need to say? It it, it just it, it's frustrating to see because with a guy that's already had to deal with a lot of heat and stuff from fans, you know, struggling with Ohio State and not winning a Big Ten until the season. So and. He's going to get a pass, though, because he finally did that. So we'll see what he can do next season. Mm. Mm. <sighs> yeah. Hey, I, I want to get in a quick, because this is incredible. I've never seen, I mean, this stat line is insane. This is coming from the Ohio State-Utah game. Had Ohio State just won 48-45, okay? Okay. So, well, I'll, I'll bring up the other, let me bring up another stat first. This is from the quarterback. This isn't the main stat. So, C.J. Stroud, he was 37-46, 573 yards, and six <laughs> touchdowns. Okay? Six touchdowns. They, okay. Their wide receiver, uh, The uh, this is the dude, um, I think he's I think he's a sophomore or something. <laughs> this is nuts. I've Just to come out of the game, this is crazy. He had 15 catches, 347 yards. 347 yards, Okay. And three touchdowns. <laughs> I have never seen a receiver get 347 yards. My goodness, this is in a game. Let alone a Rose Bowl game. Golly. Bonkers, man! I don't know what Utah was doing. And Utah was so excited to be there. They'd never been. Yeah. The, they never never been to the Rose Bowl. They get there. Nope. Uh, hey, put up Golly. a good game though. 40, 48, 45. That's about as close you can get without winning. Uh, but man, that's. I guess Ohio State uh, decided to uh, come to play. Uh, and, and, yeah, you and, kid. I mean, we know C.J. Stroud. He's really good. He's going to be a great oh, quarterback. Oh, yeah. No, he's fantastic. Um, and in that wide receiver, too, he, I mean, he should have won. He was even in the top three for the 
Blinkoff is the Blinkoff Award. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, he wasn't even the top three for that. No Ohio State receiver was. Yeah. I mean, no. Hey, let me tell you his stats for the year. This is. I'm not going to be able to pronounce this name. Jackson Smith Nib. I don't know how to. Yeah, pronounce. that's that's his name, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Jackson Smith, and then there's a, a dash. I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, I don't know, but uh, just looking at his stats here. Uh, just in this season, 80 receptions, 1,259 yards, uh, six touchdowns. Uh, Is that added in today's game? Uh, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> if not, so then he ends up with what, like 98 catches, 1,600 <laughs> yards, and add three more touchdowns? No, to that does not add in this game. Uh, one, okay, two, that, three, what? four, five, six. So that's, he's got nine touchdowns on the year. Um I'm not even sure how many receptions because they don't add in this bulk. It would be 1259 plus another 347, so over 15, 1600. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty impressive considering that receiver core that's so stacked at Ohio State. He shared a lot of passes with those other uh, guys. So, woo, get on him. Well, that's insane. Yeah, man. he had quite a day as well as uh, CJ Stroud there yeah. at Ohio State. But very quickly, I don't want Justin. I don't want to break down this national championship game yet. We got a whole other week to do that. I think we need to take some time, look at this, really break it down before we come up here and start spewing junk. But right now, Georgia is a two-point favorite of, over Alabama. How, uh, how can you reason with that? <laughs> <laughs> they all. I mean, is is Georgia seventeen points better than they were three weeks ago? Are they? No. No, I don't, I don't think so. But okay, maybe I don't know. Would Alabama have beat Michigan as bad? You think? I think so with those defensive backs. Oh yeah, Alabama would have. It would have been the same game that Michigan had. I mean, it would have been the same. Yeah. So yeah. So so what did Georgia show us in this game that makes us think that Alabama is going to? That, I mean, sorry, that Georgia's going to be a two-point favorite. I know the revenge factor is a thing, but they've had yeah. the revenge factor for seven straight games. They've yeah. lost seven in a row. At what point are they uh, – now they're mad about it? Yeah. <laughs> Does that get um, a – now, I'm not saying Georgia's not going to win the game. I think it's going to be a much closer game. I'm just saying you're going to – I'm not – if I'm a betting man, I'm not. I don't know anything about sports betting, but if I am, I'm not betting on Georgia necessarily. Are are you? No, I mean I would go back. I would say Alabama would win. I mean the only thing I would say that would be in Georgia's favor is how they pressured the quarterback. Um, I think they sacked the quarterback four or five times. Um, but I mean, and then okay, I'll give it to Bennett. He played. Played well. Honestly, I think I've been saying his name wrong to him. I think I've been saying Stinson, but it's Stetson. But yeah. who cares? He doesn't even deserve to have his name <laughs> said right. Um, but fine. Yeah, he had a good game. He was 20 or 30, 300 yards. Which, yeah. I mean, if you're Michigan, oh gosh, I know you got to be kicking yourself. Cause, well, but I know how they feel because Auburn's let uh, Bennett just play so well against them. Um, but, yeah, how can you say Georgia's a two-point two favorite when Bennett – um, against Alabama has thrown six interceptions in his two games. Um, I know his QBR has got to be below 50. Um, and Alabama knows this. They're going to do the same thing they did to him in the SEC Championship. When he's pressured, his QBR is 24. 
Um, so do you're going to do the same thing that you did last game. You're going to send in these blitz packages. They're, and that's why they had success against Cincinnati. Too. Cincinnati didn't know how to block against Alabama when they were sending all these guys. They had zero blitzes, and right. Cincinnati didn't have enough guys to block. Um, so I, I don't know what they're thinking, why Georgia's got to be a two-point favorite, because then once again, you got to build in this motivation for Alabama. Oh, here we are. We're underdogs again. Nobody <laughs> believes in us. I mean, whatever. And here's the thing. All this external, all this external junk between the rematch, between being an underdog, whether it's in favor of Georgia or Alabama, none of that matters. At this point, none of that matters. It's the national championship. If you're not bringing your A game for this, you don't need anything else. What else? What else do you need? It's the national championship. You don't need to have a revenge factor. You don't need to have an underdog factor. If this isn't your best game then how did you get here? <laughs> and I say yeah, that I know. knowing that Alabama absolutely embarrassed themselves against Clemson a few years ago. Uh, yep. They didn't come ready to play. Maybe there's more to it than I think, but I think g- generally that's enough, right? That's enough to get you excited to come and play your best ball. It's the national championship. I don't think – I think this other stuff is maybe a little overhyped. I think it lasts about two to three plays, and then you're locked into the game as a player – you, you're not thinking about that anymore. You're thinking, my assignment's this. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to make yep. sure this guy's where he's supposed to be. I got to be following this guy. At, at some point, that takes over, at least from my experience, and given I was not a college football player, maybe it's it's a different level. I'm sure it is. But yeah. that emotion fades over time, if, and I think that it fades pretty quickly, and I don't think that that external factor that a lot of people build up so much ever really impacts the game as much as we might think it does yeah um yeah I, like i said i don't really get the, the the points and how they favor one team over another especially when one already handled them a few weeks back so uh yeah i mean as still as of right now i don't really know i mean i would i would lean alabama just because if they do the same thing they're gonna win um but yeah, it's hard to beat a team twice. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean it's it's tough. Um, so I I mean I don't really have much. I'm gonna be honest. I don't have much interest in watching the game. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll probably keep up with a little bit of it, but oh, um, you'll, you'll end I'm up not, watching not, it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not excited. No, um, well, of course you're, you're an Auburn fan. This is your nightmare part two, I, and yeah. and that's the, let's let's. This was a nightmare for Ohio State fans, was it not? This playoff, I mean, besides the fact that both their team lost going into this, they're watching another team from Ohio and their biggest rival, Michigan, play in the playoff while they're sitting at home getting ready for the Rose Bowl. Giving the Rose Bowl yeah. a huge accomplishment. Shouldn't take anything away from that, but um, maybe maybe they felt a little better after watching both those teams lose. Uh, unfortunately for Auburn fans, not both of them are going to be able to lose <laughs> this game. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. seem. Uh, um. Well, I will say this, too, about the playoff games and everything. So, of course, you know, after the Alabama-Cincinnati, you will you see, um, I've, I've seen people saying, you know, oh, you know, Cincinnati, they had a Cinderella season. They went undefeated, won their conference first, group of five to make the playoff. And then people will comment like, hey, you know, um, Cincinnati deserved to be there. You know, they're better than the other teams. Who else would you have chosen to put in that four spot? Um, great season for them, you know. This you know this will maybe inspire to have other group of five teams in there, and I'm thinking, 
First, it's not a Cinderella season because you didn't win it all. Yeah, you Cinderella it Cinderella it, gets it all it. at the end, doesn't she? She gets the prince. I was about to say, so Cinderella, <laughs> you get it all. You yeah. don't go and lose. You, yeah, you um, go, yeah in, the Cinderella story is you go from, from sweeping chimneys to royalty. I don't know that that yeah. happened in <laughs> Cincinnati. Um, and also... <laughs> I, I saw someone say, you know, you know, you took a pretty big L when you're trying to look for moral victories, um, which yeah. is I I get tired of it. I I don't care that they were a group of five and they're the first to make it. Good on them. Did you win? No. Did you even play it close? No. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't see any kind of victory out of this. I think it just shows get goes to show that group of five when faced against a really good power five team. Um, Especially once they make, if they make it to playoff in the, like this situation, they're nowhere close. They're not in the same ballpark. Um, but maybe, maybe it would have been different against Michigan. I don't know. But from what I saw from that Cincinnati team, they wouldn't have been able to compete with Georgia and probably not even Michigan with how bad Michigan looked too. So yeah, and um, I think this is where we were talking. It's too vague. The playoff system is too vague. There's nothing that's keeping all this in check. There's no real way to compare these teams until they play. And so it's it's like, well, Cincinnati did go undefeated, and I don't want to take anything away from their season. It is hard to go undefeated, no matter where you're playing, what conference. But, you know, let's say a, in, let's say there's a undefeated team in the AAC, and let's say there's a one-loss team... In the SEC, where do we, how do we decide? I mean, we just have to look at them and get, well, the, well, we don't even get to. The committee has to look at them and say, yeah, I think this team's better. Is that fair? Yeah. I mean, that's not, that's not fair to me. I mean, that's. No. So it's, it's, I think there has to be more hard and fast rules in the future because it's just going to there's just going to be more and more questions and i know it's intentionally vague i know that's what they wanted i just don't know that that's what we need yeah well justin let's uh before we get into mismanager we need to get into night needs to know do you have some night needs to know questions for us night needs to know Probably with some of the stuff you've done before, I probably wouldn't be surprised. You wouldn't be surprised if I put ashes and cookies and fed them to you? Yeah, because it was someday for the SEC again. That that might make sense then. I guess just back to (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I would like to know how it makes sense. Now this is looking like a bad idea. Uh, Just a simple one. Who, what's your, uh, who you got? Who you leaning towards in the national championship? Yeah, I, uh, I I do want to make it clear just because I'm saying that uh, I have said a lot about Georgia. I don't necessarily think they're going to lose this game. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty close game. I think it's going to be a lot closer, obviously, than the first time it should be. Um, I mean, right now, just given off of everything, I think Alabama, if, if Alabama gets up two touchdowns, that's going to put a blow on that def- on that Georgia defense and that Georgia yep. team in general. Georgia's offense, although they looked very sharp in this playoff game, that's not the the, the norm. That's not what they have been. They are nope. a team that keeps everybody to a lo- to a low score. The the teams they beat, everyone but Alabama, and they've done a great job at that. 
but it's so hard to keep this Alabama team to a low score. I just don't think they have the firepower, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'll be completely proven wrong, uh, but I don't think they have the firepower to keep up with Alabama. Once again, I think Alabama will come away with a close win um, if yeah. I had to put money on it. I, it's hard to bet against Nick Saban, and it's kind of, honestly, it's a little hard to bet for Kirby Smart in championship games. So, uh, oh, with those... yeah, he'll, he'll, do, he'll do something stupid. It's just coming. Hmm. What about you? I know you said you're probably leaning Alabama. Is that kind of where you're at with it? Yeah, I mean, if both teams could lose, that'd be great too. I'd love to see that. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I can't say that um, I'm going to go Georgia like I was for the conference championship just because leading up to that game, you would – you would have to think Georgia would win just because sure. of you got you're picking Alabama at that point. They just at that point it made got sense. Past a, yeah, because yeah, they just got past a terrible Auburn team. Um, you've been riding it pretty easy all season. Um, I don't, I just don't, I don't trust ever picking Georgia. And that's why I didn't pick <laughs> them against Michigan and Georgia either, because I thought that was the Michigan really had a good chance. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, I'd have to lean Alabama. Maybe it'll change. Um, but as of right now, it's not. Just because if Georgia's going to have the same game plan, which, gosh, I hope and pray that you can't be that stupid to have the same game plan you did going the last time you played them. Um, if then, yeah, if, they if it is, and it is another beatdown, which I don't think it will be, but if it is, I, those ratings are getting even lower. <laughs> so, uh, oh, yeah. good luck to them. Uh, is that all you have for us tonight, Justin, for Night News and Note? That's it. That's all right. It. Well, thank you very much for another lovely segment. Oh, you're welcome. And we need to get into our final segment of the night, and that segment is Miss Managers. And now it is time for Miss Managers. The headline of this article by Mashable is, Oh no, construction workers find a bunch of teeth inside a wall. Oh my gosh, that's horrifying. Wait, what? Student says she gave cookies containing grandfather's ashes to classmates. Why would you ever tell someone that? Angry Seal helps Australian police bust drug smuggling rings. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so our Mr. Manager segment, I always bring or try to find the weirdest stories of the week and bring them to you all. So you can feel a little bit better about yourselves. I know I always do after I hear from the people that are usually figured, uh, featured in these segments. And let's start with a post from the Huffington Post. Campbell Beauty Contest rocked by Botox Scandal. Oh, okay. <laughs> this year, Justin, authorities discovered dozens of breeders had injected Campbell's heads and lips with Botox to make them bigger. And uh, to help them to help them win uh, beauty contests. <laughs> so there's camel beauty contests. There are. Uh, Saudi authorities have conducted their biggest ever crackdown on camel beauty contests. <laughs> Received Botox Should, injections. Shouldn't they be worried about something else though? Why in the world are they doing an investigation into Just, Botox and camels? This is the only thing worth mention that's happening to the Saudi government. All right, I guess so. <laughs> they need to focus on these camel Botox injections, illegal ones. You can't, you can't just do that to your camels, Justin. Not, not enter them in a beauty contest. Uh, <laughs> and listen to why it's so a big deal. Saudi Arabia's popular King Abdulaziz Camel Festival 
which kicked off earlier this month, invites the breeders of the most beautiful camels to compete for some, Justin, get this, $66 million in prize money. <laughs> That's so stupid. And because hey, well, the- it doesn't surprise me, though, because Saudi Arabia is just... They've got so much money over there, especially with the oil fields and everything. Oh, so, just camel breeding's multi-million-dollar industry. That's people need camels. I mean, that's it's but, true. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, some some of the entries have been uh, noticed to have featured some Botox injections, and uh, <laughs> and uh, have been caught, and those have been cracked down on. So you can rest easy, Justin, that that will not be happening. Hopefully, anytime soon. Well, that makes me happy. Mm. This next story comes from UPI.com. Unusual, sorry, unusual phenomenon causes fish to rain from sky in Texas town. Sorry, say that again? Officials in Texas, Justin, they said residents weren't just imagining it when it seemed to be, quote, raining fish during a storm. <laughs> raining fish. Okay. The city of Texarkana said in a Facebook post that it was indeed raining fish during Wednesday's rainstorms. Multiple residents took to social media to share photos of the fish that fell from the sky. Uh, this is a quote, Animal rain is, phenomen- is a phenomenon that occurs when small water animals like frogs, crabs, and small fish are swept up in water sprouts or drafts that occur on the surface of the earth. They are then rained down at the same time as rain. Can you believe that? That's insane to me. <laughs> That has to be terrifying for a fish to be in your little yeah, creek, really. and then to be flying from the sky, falling rather. <laughs> oh gosh, it doesn't seem real. <laughs> and our last story of the day comes from CNN Business, and possibly our most upsetting story: Amazon's Alexa tells ten-year-old child to touch penny to an exposed plug socket. I saw that. I, um, I saw that because it was some stupid trend going on on TikTok, I guess. Yeah. So um, the- I'm trying to I'm trying to wrap my head around how in the world did Alexa get to the point to suggest this to a child? So some context: there is a TikTok trend where people are taking pennies, sticking them to <laughs> plug sockets. Obviously, it ends First, poorly. You can lose your arm, Justin, doing this. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and get off how stupid everybody yeah. is now. And how um, people will do absolutely anything if it gives them attention. If that means losing your arm, yeah, they will do it. They'll do whatever. Well, Alexa caught onto this trend, and while um, uh, Kristen Lavada, uh, her ten-year-old child, was playing with Alexa, they were sitting around at the house talking to Alexa, asking her for challenges. Alexa, give us a challenge. She would do stuff like. Uh, walk around in a circle, jump up and down for 20 seconds, stuff like this. Uh, after a, a few times, uh, Alexa said, take a penny and touch it to an open wall socket. Hmm. The mother, of course, freaked out, <laughs> as she should. Uh, Alec- uh, Amazon has said they are taking, they have fixed, they are taking uh, precautions, they have fixed the matter. It won't happen again, but... It does make you wonder. It's a little. Uh... Hey, I mean, what what's next? Is uh, Alex going to be like, um, a kid? You should go murder your parents, or <laughs> you should go do this and this. Go spend all the money on their card. Yeah. Um, Some real eye robots. I mean, what's stuff. next? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. 
Uh, well, Justin, uh, that about wraps up the show outside of a listener email that we should read aloud here. Oh, yeah. What we got? What we got? Okay, so Derek has messaged the show once again. Derek has messaged oh, the show hey, a few Derek. times. Uh, Derek is asking, Justin, what our New Year's resolutions are this year and uh, what we are hoping our uh, individual team's New Year's resolutions are this year. So thank you, Derek, for the question. Uh, I don't have a lot of New Year's resolutions. I'd like, I'm doing a master's program. I'd like to finish that. Me and Justin have a thing coming up. We'd like that to go well. We're, we'll talk about that soon. Yeah. Um, it's looking good for us, isn't it? But we'll we'll talk about it once it's confirmed yeah, big news, and in paper. News. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What about you, Justin? Do you have any New Year's resolutions? No, I really don't do the New Year's resolutions, especially when if you don't set any, you can't be disappointed when you don't hit any of them. So, <laughs> yeah. um, blow. Yeah, and I just think it's it, it's silly. Low. Well, it, it's also silly too because. It's like, oh, now it's the new year. Now I'm going to do this and better myself in this way. Um, I mean, obviously, you should try to do that no matter what time of the year it is. Um, so yeah. I don't really have any. Um, Team-wise, um, I hope Auburn has a winning season. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be but good. It, football, basketball, I hope we compete for the SEC regular season and compete in the SEC uh, tournament and that we make a good run in the basketball tournament. Hmm. Um, and then baseball, I hope we have a much better season as well because last year was rough. Um, yeah. We've got a good recruiting class for baseball, so I'm expecting a pretty so- a, a solid year. And uh, likewise for my uh, beloved San Jose State Spartans. Mm, uh, no, yeah. I'm get- no, I'm kidding. Uh, for Alabama, uh, like I said, I mean, if they win the national championship, this year great uh they should be even better next year but you know stuff gets in the way like the 2010 team they were looking a little more in the nfl direction maybe that happens that's fine um i think alabama fans are a bit spoiled i I think i'll survive Mm -hmm. a year if that if they don't win another national championship next year but it's always great when they do isn't it so i know you love it justin so uh (laughs) basketball maybe uh Maybe uh, defend the SEC championship. That's probably not super likely, is it? But, you know, maybe. Uh, well, yeah, that's a good chance. You never know. Uh, so, you know, make a better run on the playoffs. But, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff out there for uh, for all Alabama sports right now between Alabama, Auburn, and UAB. So, uh, a lot to look yep. forward to, I think, in the coming year. Well, I'll just, uh, all right, Justin, you want to take us home for the week? Uh, sure. Well, hey, Thank you all for listening. Love the questions. Thank you, Derek, for that. Yep. If you also have anything you want to ask us, just send us an email. It's easy. If you just type out something, that could take you like 20 seconds. That's it. That's all it takes. Type and it on your BlackBerry phone from 2009. That's true. Yep. And it would make our day, and you get to be on the show. So mm. go ahead, send us a message. But I hope you all had a great Christmas. Hope and you had uh, a great New sorry, Year's. Sorry. Uh, reach us, tgmpod at gmail.com. Uh, Facebook page, TGM Pod. That's also on Instagram and Twitter. Sorry, Justin, go ahead. Okay, yeah, just like he said. Yeah, you do all that too, okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, check us out. Check out the website. Check out all the stuff we've got. It's great. Uh, we've got big things coming, so keep in touch. Keep listening. Uh, rank Podcast. We mm. just did one of those the other day. Yeah. Make sure you're listening to that if you want to learn said- something about sports years. We just did 2021, so yeah, if you may have forgotten something that seemed like was... 20 years ago for real? it actually happened this year that was, fun. Um, that was a good so, episode I like that one was a good episode so yeah uh, you want to 
get the brain flowing, get something you know that you thought was great and you just forgot about it, it's there on that episode. Mm. But uh, yeah, hope you all have a great start to the new year this coming week. And uh, we'll be back uh, in War Eagle anyways. All right. Happy New Year, everyone. We'll see you next week. Blue 42! Blue 42! Hut! Hut! Hike! Thank you for listening to the Game Managers Podcast. Please remember to like and subscribe. Goodbye. Adios. And sayonara. Sayonara.